Welcome on in to Deep Water, the Glen Coaches Show. I'm your host, Chase Williams, here with the head coach of the Glen Bobcats. Coach Stevenson, how are you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. One and two. One, One. and two. One and two. Let's let's start on the Glen side of things. Friday night, lost to Reagan. Let's start with just general reactions to that game. Where can the team grow from it? You know, our first drive, I was really um, – I, I was – appreciative of the the amount of time we had the ball that first drive. I mean, we had it for like almost eight and a half, nine minutes. Uh, what I didn't like is we didn't finish the drive. We ended with we ended with three points, uh, but we were inside of the five, uh, which has been our nemesis all year, uh, just not being able to complete um, drives. But the guys were locked in and ready to go. And um, I saw a lot of good things as far as being able to sustain, uh, being able to bounce back, even though we had early penalties uh, in those drives, just being able to not hold your head and, and still being able to capitalize and, and, and get first downs and things like that. So, um, of course, you always want to win. But, I mean, there are some good things that, that happened during the game that we can take away from it to, to carry over for next week or this week. But, yeah, man, just, um, just just trying to get better week by week. Yeah, you bring up that first drive. That's exactly what I want to start with, actually. You mentioned eight and a half minutes. Is that a goal of the offense? Go ahead and wear down, A, the defense, but also just show that you can move the ball in a multitude of different ways. Yeah, we, we really just slowed it down. Um, we, we came out, and we came out in formation. If, if we liked the formation, we ran the play. But if we didn't, we, we switched to something else, and, and we got into a better play uh, for the offense. And we were able to do that. Uh, and like I said, we capitalized on a, on a few, I will say two or three, uh, third and longs. Um, so uh, Jarrell was able to connect with uh, Karan Miller, uh, Miller two or three times um, on that drive, just being able to connect with him on those thirds to, to keep the drive, keep the chains moving, keep the drive going. Uh, just we didn't have enough of that. And, I, and as the game went on, those penalties that set us back in that first drive, we weren't able to capitalize uh, later on in the game. And one thing you mentioned also is the end of that drive, only getting away with three points. So how do you talk to your team with that and the aspect of a great drive that took some time off the clock, did a multitude of different things, but also these are the type of drives you have to get in for six. Yeah, it's and, and that I think that comes down to, to me as the play caller, just, just dialing up better plays for the guys once we get inside the 10 to, to score. Um, I don't think I did I did a good enough job of that. Uh, and in turn, we only came away with, with three points. So I got to do a better job uh, as the play caller. Once we get inside of the 10, we got to scheme up some stuff um, to get our athletes the ball. And uh, we, we, like you said, we got we to gotta get the ball in the box. Another thing that opened that I noticed um, was offensively, you guys had uh, three receivers with five catches or more and 40 yards or more. Is that something that can really elevate the offense? In fact, looking early on, it was kind of reliant on a receiver or two for more yards, and now kind of able to spread it out more and get it to a group of different guys. Yeah, I think um, Jarrell did a, a good job of uh, taking what the defense was giving us. Um, I think it was key that Adam was back this week, so we had another – Another guy in the in the passing game that we that that he likes to throw the ball to, um, but yeah, just just taking what the defense gave us, and and being able to just scan the field, 
because uh, the offensive line really did a pretty good job of, of, of keeping them keeping them clean and giving them time to throw the ball as well. So um, those two combinations should work well for us in the future. And is part of it just the fact that you mentioned it, Adam being back, the offense getting a little bit healthier week to week? Yes, absolutely. I mean, just having another dynamic player out there, something else the defense uh, has to key on, and they they can't key on one or two players. Um, um, so so with that being said, I think we'll we'll continue to get better. Uh, what like I said, what we got to do once we get in the red zone, we got to come, we got to capitalize, and we got to come away with touchdowns. One thing defensively, I noticed defense forcing a turnover it's one of the few ways obviously they can implement themselves into the game and really make a difference but what are you really focusing on defensively to go ahead and get their paw prints all over Friday night oh uh, we got we got to do a better job of eliminating the big play um yeah of, of course sometimes I mean playing against in a great league and playing against great players we're going to have some some 20 25 yard games we just can't have those house calls we can't have the 60-yard runs for touchdowns and things like that. Um, so, so that means we got to do a better job of getting 11 hats to the ball, um, do, a, do a good job of holding on until, until your teammates get in there and um, just, just being better in that category. Well, I think we gave up six or seven big plays. Um, and any time you're playing against a, a good team like Reagan, even though they were 0-4, they were a pretty good team. Anytime you give up six or seven big plays, you, you're not going to come out on the winning side most of the time. And we, we talked about it last week with Reagan. You know, the record showed 0-4 going into it, but I think everyone knew that wasn't an 0-4 team mentally. You bring up, you know, not letting the big play happen and, and letting the house call. I think a lot of players can get in their head a little bit, giving up what you mentioned is the 20-25 to 25 yarder that's going to happen time to time. It's just it's the truth of football. It's the right. truth of sports. There going to be plays like that how do you make sure what's the conversation with the guys to make sure that hey you know that's going to happen and not let them get too down on themselves because to some and to, to some media members they're going to call that the big play before the even bigger play right I mean it's just it's just a matter on defense it's just a matter of 11 guys getting to the football that that's what it is that means that backside guy you got to be busting your tail to the ball and um, of course you hope your your teammate He's going to make the play on the front side, but if he doesn't, that teammate has to understand that, hey, I got a, I got one of my uh, players on my team that's doing this 111 that's trying to get to the ball as well. Uh, that's, that's, what it, that's what defense is all about. Everybody's getting to the ball and not giving up on the ball carry. We got to do a better job of that, and I don't think we did a good enough job of that on, um, on Friday against Reagan. We're now five weeks, five games into the season, six weeks, um, really just right at that halfway point. I want to take it back for a second and look at the season as a whole. What's impressed you the most with your team? Uh, just staying together. Nobody's point fingers. Um, nobody's down. Hey, what has happened has happened. We're right in the midst of things, and we're, we're, we're tied for second in conference uh, with two or three other teams. And uh, West Forsyth and David Counter are only two undefeated teams in our conference right now. Um, so I mean, we hey the the ball's in our court, and 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 we 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 can take it however we want to take it. We just take it one one game at a time, and understand that hey, we got a lot of football left to play. Um, so um, the the biggest thing, like I always say, the senior leadership is there. Nobody's pointing fingers. Everybody's coming to work um, at practice every day. So it's it's one of those things that hey, we we know we at we know we're capable of doing. We just got to capitalize and do it on Friday. And also looking at the season as a whole, 
where has the team grown the most from preseason or even spring practice to where they are now late September? I mean, with so many new pieces and uh, younger guys on, on the field, just understanding as coaches, us understanding their capabilities um, and putting them in a position to be successful on the field. Also, just guys being around each other. The more you be around each other, the more comfortable you'll get with one another. The more you're willing to play harder for that for that teammate, those teammates. So it's it's one of those things in which it's it's just one. It's just a process. It's part of the process, uh, and the guys are understanding that and getting more comfortable in their roles, uh, and understanding their role, and taking and taking full advantage of of their their abilities and and their chance to get on the field. Is it hard to teach these, I mean, teenagers specifically, that it is a process? I'm sitting here a few years older than them, and I still struggle with understanding process with my job, with my life. And uh, it's only harder is the, in high school, i got to imagine. Oh, absolutely. You know, with, with, with social media and everybody um, wants the quick fix and then the, the now results and, and all of that stuff, um, you, you you just have to you have to reel them in every week um, because you never know what they're going to see on social media. Um, you have critics everywhere, and then everybody has an opinion about everything. So um, and you then you're going to have to go home and listen to people that say, "Well, you should be doing this, or the coach should be doing that, or whatever the case may be." Um, so all with all that being said, I know they're they're being pulled in a thousand different directions. Just bringing them back in every week and say, "Hey." Take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. This is what the plan is. And just as coaches, as we build those relationships of trust, it's easier to talk to kids on uh, from, from one day to the next, man, because they, they have so much, so much in the palm of their hands these days. Again, talking a little bit about the process, let's let's go to the what, the first thing you said to me as you walked it, one and two on the week. We've kept up with it <laughs> week to week, you know, yeah. with Glenn, with Elon, and with the Panthers. And right now, the Panthers, they're they're also a process. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, they they look better. They look they look they look better with I hate to say it with the backup this past this past Sunday. Um, but yeah, we just we still just have a long ways to go, man, with injuries and. I just don't see that guy on offense. I don't. If Thielen is our number one receiver, we're we're in trouble. Just not, no knock on him, but he's just an older guy. He's not a he's not a a deep threat or anything like that. We have to be uh, ten, eight, twelve play drives to to score touchdowns, and it has to be without without any mistakes and stuff like that. It's tough. It's tough on the um, on the professional level. I just. It was easier to watch. I, I will say that. It was easier to watch this past week uh, than it was with, with Young at quarterback. Well, I, I, I'm, it's a process. You know, it's not going to be just the one-year flip that I think a lot of people were uh, were hoping for. On my end, I come from Central Illinois. I won't call myself a Bears fan because, okay. truthfully, <laughs> week in, week out, I could care who wins each game. Um, but I do follow the Bears closely because, you know, it, it's it's who's around me. It's who my right. friends support. And i got to remind them, it, it it's a process. It it's a, a process, process for a lot of these teams it in the is. NFL right Again, now. Again, like I said, when you, when you, have, when you have these, phones and you see other people and other teams playing well and being successful you want that same thing for your for your team and then like I said everybody has an opinion and everybody has an opinion about somebody else's opinion so uh, you can you can go way left with it you can go way right it's just just understand it's just somebody's opinion at the end of the day you still got to play the game 
Yeah, we, we've seen some of those <laughs> wild opinions as of late on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Again, you're listening to Deep Water, the Glenn Coaches Show, here live at Lido Pizza. And, Coach, we've talked about the Panthers. It's only right we talk about your Elon Phoenix. Uh, let's call it, let's be honest, it's our Elon Phoenix. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no doubt. I'm roping myself in there. No doubt. 2-0 and to start CAA play. It was a shaky start to the season, but yep. now 2-0 and on the season, getting a big win over the newest CAA foe in Campbell. The two newest CAA foes within CA&T the week before. Right. Right, right, yeah, man. I'm, hey, man, I love watching those guys play. I love the energy that they play with and the camaraderie that they play with, man. And um, I, I was, I was rooting for my my, my boy Cheney, who's a who's a deep water guy. I root for him to play well. Uh, but at the end of the day, of course, I wanted I wanted my my Elon Phoenix to win the game, which they did. Uh, and Cheney had a pretty good game as well. He plays for Campbell. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was a it was a win win for me. I know he doesn't want to hear that, but <laughs> it, for me it was a win win. At least hey, at least we got one win this week. I didn't go over. You um, were you were the two and zero inside the one and zero. Right, right, no doubt. And, and how nice is it to be able to and talk to me about the feeling in general, being able to watch some of those guys that you coached here at Glenn go on and have success at the next level and be able to go support them sometimes right. in person. And uh, you know we've talked a lot about Elon, but you got guys all over the place. Correct. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's always fun to watch, man, and just we just remember them guys coming in as and coming in as freshmen and their maturation process and them growing up and right in front of your eyes and just developing into uh, great young men and, and great, great college athletes, man. It's, it's always, I keep up with everybody. Um, and and if, I, if I'm not able to watch them live or watch them on TV, I'm always checking the box score um, and things like that. So, yeah, man, just those guys just know that Coach Stevenson is keeping watch. And if you ever need anything, I'm a phone call away. There's, there's really no better coach than someone who says that exact line right there. That's always what they, you want to play for. Um, going back to the alma mater real quick with Elon, they got a big matchup at home this week, a top five ranked in the FCS polls with William and Mary, yeah. a huge yeah. game. I, I believe I, I read today all the tickets sold yeah. out for yeah. it except for, except for the Hill. You know, I may have to show up to that one. Hey, it should man. be huge. I'm, 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 I think I'm in the building. I don't want to. I don't want to speak right now. I don't want to say that, but I, I may be in the building for that game. Uh, I know I'll be there the following week, so I don't know. But yeah, man, it's big, big time football, man. CAA, um, hey man, one of the top conferences in one AA. Um, but now this FCS, but formerly known as one AA. Yes, I think I think the the CAA is one of the top conferences. Absolutely. Um, in college football. Yeah, it definitely is. And William Mary, some of the best of the best. And yep. there's been some great matchups between the two. I, the last three fall seasons they played have all been decided by one well, possession yeah, or less. Yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Right. It does not get better than that. Let's take a look at this upcoming week on the Glenn side of things. First of all, talk to me a little bit about practice this week. What's been the focus on? What are you working on towards Friday? Uh, first and foremost, defensively, getting hats to the ball. Um putting faces on people, um, tackling with aggression, um, everybody getting to the ball from a from a, um, a special team standpoint. We got to be better uh, in the special teams. We gave up a block, extra point. Um, and after that first touchdown, defensive touchdown, we didn't – we only had nine instead of ten because we gave up that. We gave up that block, extra point. And then offensively, I mean, we start, we start practice with red zone plays. We got to get the ball in the end zone. Um, so those those three things are are are, are going to be pivotal 
this week uh, playing against a, a, a tough West Forsyth team that's that's reeled off three in a row um, and, and, and have another. We're, we're playing against another dynamic back, running back this week. And we'll talk talk about that West Forsyth team and the dynamic running back they have here in just a second. But let's talk about the conference in general. I mean, it is just we talked about it recently. It's such a good conference from yeah. top to bottom. Two weeks in, you're already seeing that. Only two undefeated teams, some surprise wins, right? And only a game behind right now. Being able to get an early win in the conference and sometimes that helps build the momentum. How much mental toughness does there have to be in a conference like the Central Piedmont? Oh, man, you, you got to be ready every week, man. You got to bring your hard hat every week and understand that, and as we can see after after two weeks of um, conference play, any week, any team could, could, could knock you off. So we the players understand that, especially the older guys, because they've been around the block um, here for a while now. Just You just got to be ready to play. So everybody's locked in. There's no bye week or no easier week, one, one week easier than another. We understand that every week we got to be focused and ready to play because our opponent will be. And your opponent this week undefeated in conference play. It's at West Forsyth on Friday night at 7, 4-1 totally on the season. Again, strong start to conference play. What do you expect to see from them? Oh, man, it's, it's going to be a packed house. Um, they're, they're huge up front. Um, it's going to be a ground and pound type game. Uh, you know, it's one of those three yards in a cloud of dust. Um, just got you. Hey, have your hard hat ready. Got to be buckled up, ready to go because it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of a lot of helmet hitting, shoulder pad clacking, whatever you want to call it. It's gonna be a lot of that going on come Friday night. The beautiful noises of football on Absolutely. Friday night in the triad. You brought it up earlier. They got a senior running back in Chaplin, averaging 11 yards per carry. How do you how do you slow him down? I think it's unfair to ask you how do you stop him, but yeah. how do you slow him down? Yeah, you just got you better get 11 guys to the ball. Um, I watching film. I I rarely see the first guy bring him down by himself. So understanding that, just play your assignment, get to the ball. Don't try to play hero ball. Do your 111. Um, and everything else take care of itself. Uh, we got to keep fresh bodies up front uh, because those big boys start leaning on you. So we got to keep the fresh bodies in there and, and, and just, hey, just give everything you have when you're on the field. And, Coach, final question for you. In a second, we're going to bring in Adam Alexander, senior running back, up here to talk a little bit here on Deep Water. Talk to me a little bit about Adam. Oh, uh, man, he's put in the work. I think he's put, he's put in the work, had a little scare, left for game, didn't know if he was better to come back um, this year. You could talk to him about that. Uh, but just, ha just happy to have him back. And he had um, pretty good production, first game back um, in four weeks. So, so we're uh, definitely glad to have him and um, to keep this thing going for the next, next – for the few weeks to come. Coach, thank you as always. I appreciate you. Of course, you're listening to Deep Water, the Glenn Coaches Show here live from Lido Pizza. I'm your host, Chase Williams. We'll take a quick break and then come back and sit down with Adam. Maylor Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture, located at 205 North Cherry Street in Kernersville, is your family chiropractor. Dr. Maylor's goal is to treat and correct the underlying cause of patient symptoms to alleviate pain and to restore balance. Maylor Chiropractic treats pain, sports injuries, injuries from auto accidents, and much more. Start performing to the best of your ability pain-free. Give them a call and set your appointment today at 336-996-3737. Maylor Chiropractic in Kernersville. The choices you make for end-of-life care impact your entire family. Mountain Valley Hospice understands that. 
When my mother became ill, we counted on their in-home care and later their hospice home. Mama's caregivers became her friends. Their aftercare programs helped my father and me understand life going forward. It's a true blessing. In-home care and two hospice homes to serve you. Contact Mountain Valley Hospice at mtnvalleyhospice.org. Attention pizza lovers in the triad. Are you ready for a taste sensation that will blow your mind? Look no further than Lido Pizza, where flavor and value collide. For a limited time, Lido Pizza in Kernersville is serving up hot and fresh deals that you just can't resist. Monday special, get a calzone or a stromboli for only $5. On Tuesday, get a spaghetti entree dish for only $5. On Wednesday, kids eat free with a paying adult. Lido Pizza, your next guilty pleasure. 220 Market View Drive in Kernersville. Call and place that order right now at 336-993-5336. Come on, egg. It's the blue and gold of North Carolina a and everybody say Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. So give me that A-G-G-I-E. Follow North Carolina A&T football all season long, powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio, on Greensboro's home for the Aggies, AM 1400 and 103.5 FM, The Light. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. Walkertown Auto Sales. Look no further when shopping for your next vehicle. Located in the heart of the triad at 3076 Walkertown View Drive in Walkertown, Walkertown Auto Sales specializes in affordable and reliable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. They offer financing with good credit, bad credit, or no credit, with interest rates as low as 3.9%. With knowledgeable employees that are always willing to go the extra mile, you'll drive away with the car of your dreams at Walkertown Auto Sales. Check out the entire online inventory now at Walkertown Auto Sales. Hey y'all, Tiny's Mobile Auto. Is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? You don't want to call a tow truck? Call Tiny's Mobile Auto. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you broke down on the side of the road, give him a call. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 336-423-6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, I'm on the Twitters, whatever you guys need 336-423-6241 as always i'll be seeing you attention pizza lovers in the triad are you ready for a taste sensation that will blow your mind? Look no further than Lido Pizza, where flavor and value collide. For a limited time, Lido Pizza in Kernersville is serving up hot and fresh deals that you just can't resist. Monday special, get a calzone or a stromboli for only $5. On Tuesday, get a spaghetti entree dish for only $5. On Wednesday, kids eat free with a paying adult. Lido Pizza, your next guilty pleasure. 220 Market View Drive in Kernersville. Call and place that order right now at 336-99. Three five three 
welcome you back into Lido Pizza here in Kernersville, North Carolina. You're listening to Deep Water, the Glenn Coaches Show. An opportunity now to sit down with senior running back Adam Alexander. Adam, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm feeling good, feeling good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to have you here. Um, great to enjoy, you know, some pizzas, some wings. Those wings you had looked absolutely oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. Man, back on the field Friday night, first time since the season opener. How good did it feel to get back on the field? Um, it just felt really good to be out there with the guys on a Friday night. Um, under the lights, uh, it just felt like I wanted to be there. And um, being there with the guys, like I said, it's just like a feeling like you want to be out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like a feeling that you love. And I just couldn't wait to be out there with the guys. Waiting those four weeks, um, I just, you know, it was hard being told, like, probably not being able to play again until, you know, college maybe. And But being, that, being able to come back that last week and it just, like, brought, like, joy and, like, love of the game back into me. And talk to me first, let's go, with the the mentality of being out for four weeks. How do you keep yourself positive, especially with the fact that you were told, hey, we're not sure if you're going to get back on the field this year? Um, mentally, uh, I just had all of my teammates just, you know, being there for me. Um, the coaches, um, I've seen, like, the love and the care they got for uh, this team and got for me. Um, they just – Put everything into it and like help me, help me to stay focused. Uh, help me to um, be there for my team, even when I with me being out, um, trying to help out the other running backs and the other players. Um, it just really helped help me just like stay focused and stay connected to the game. And talk to me about how your role changed. Obviously, not being on the field for those three games. Uh, you're not making the same impact you're used to on Friday night. So how do you still make an impact on the other players and put your Paul Prince in the game in a way that you can, even though it's different? Hey, being on the sideline, not being able to play, um, knowing like that's the main thing that you want to do. Um, that's like, you know, being able to bring the energy for the guys um, on the offensive level, offensive side of the ball. Um at the running back level, you know, I just tell the guys to just run, like tell Craig, Craig McGee, Joel, and Siobhan, like just run and everything's going to clear up, all the holes. It's just going to be slow for you, so just run. And let's get off the topic of the injury. I, I doubt you want to harp <laughs> on that too much. Let's talk about you as a player these past few years. First of all, talk to me. If you had to build yourself, let's say, as a Madden player here, what type of running back are you building yourself as? Um, I'll probably, you know, have a mix of like a receiving back or a power back. Um, just trying to be strong with the ball. Not really trying to, like, just trying to run. I just feel like I'm just a runner. So it's like, if you want to hit me, you got to hit me for <laughs> real. So it's like, just be, be prepared. I'm going to bounce back. You mentioned the fact that you, you can receive out of the backfield, and we'll talk about that a little bit in a second. But you are a guy that can do both from the running back position. How important is that to your game to go ahead and be a threat out of the backfield, running the ball, but also receiving the ball? Um, Just knowing myself, I know I've worked a lot at receiver. Um, probably between my sophomore and um, junior year, um, being a receiver really helped. 
um, being able to receive the ball out of the backfield. Um, I know I'm not, like, the fastest guy, but I know, like, my quarterback trusts me to to get the ball into my hands and into all of our receivers' um, hands. Like, he – I have all the utmost trust in him, and I just feel like he has the trust in us to give us the ball. There's nothing better than building that trust. It's always a foundation you have to make in step one to success. Let's take a moment to talk about who you model your game after. You know, you've talked a lot about oh, how you would describe yourself as a player, but whether it's someone that you, you played under, then maybe they were a senior when you were a freshman, or maybe just someone, you know, it's watching the highlights, watching them play on Saturdays, Sundays. Who do you model your game after? Um, I say, I'll say, uh, Recently, I've been watching Deuce Vaughn, um, the running back for the Cowboys. Um, him being the, the kind of the, like the smallest guy on the field at the running back position, but being able to bounce off of defenders and being able to read his blocks, it's just I just feel like I can model myself after that. Well, it's it's funny you say that because last week we had Joel Hayes on, and yeah. you know who he said Deuce, Deuce Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta absolutely love that. Um, and, you know, when you were a younger guy, whether it's your early years of high school or whether it was just younger in general, getting into the sport of football, is there anyone that gave you, you know, whether it's old coach, a player, maybe it's just, you know, a, another fan, someone's parent, your parent, whatever it may be, that gave you some advice that still just kind of sticks with you to this day? Um, to this day, it's really my whole family, you know, all the coaches that I've ever played under, my family, they've always just told me, like, just to work. Keep working, and your plan will come true if you just keep working. And how uh, – there are obviously – there are going to be times where the work you just – you don't want to do. It's natural. It happens. You know, there's yeah. there's lazy days. It's it's human nature. <laughs> how do you get past those? Um, Honestly – you know, knowing that you have to do what you got to do to be able to play on the field and do the things that you want to do, um, you just, you know, you just got to say, I got to get through this to to claim my goal and reach my goal, and everything else just goes away. Talking about the team and your kind of position in the team, it's a younger team, and you are a senior here. How do you make sure that you leave Bobcat football as a place of growth from where you joined it and go ahead and leave that print? Um, I feel like, for me, being the senior running back um, and being out those few few weeks, um, I've seen Joel Hayes really, really progress, like, tremendously. Um, Craig McGee definitely has progressed um Vaughn Siobhan he's definitely um showed showed some very some grit and some heart as well um I just want to keep going like keep that going make sure that they keep that same energy not you know not trying to down not downing themselves um keep putting their heads down I just really need them to just keep fighting and I just really I feel like throughout the the rest of the season I'm going to try to keep that in their heads, keep them going. Uh, one thing we alluded to a little bit earlier, kind of transition over to running back. Talk to me a bit about that transition from playing slot receiver over to a running back that still does both, but is at least on the depth chart shown as a running back week in, week out. Um, tran The transition really wasn't that um, hard for me. Um, I feel like 
if you have the vision, you know, as a running back, you have to have the vision. You have to be able to, um, you have to be able to take a hit. And I mean, at the receiving level, like we get the ball and we also take hits. So I just think that being at being a running back and being in the backfield, it just gives you a bigger opportunity every time you get the ball to see the field and make big plays. And talking about being back on the field Friday night and making big plays, you did exactly that. You scored a touchdown Friday night, first touchdown of the year. Talk to me about that feeling. Um, honestly, I just really – I felt, you know, a big relief um, being back when my first game back. You know, I just kept saying to myself, like, I'm going to get in the box. Um, I'm going to keep fighting. And I just pushed our old line and our quarterbacks to really put their trust in each other. And we're just going to drive down the field and get in the box. And when I got in the box, I just was like, hey, this is first of many. Of course, first of many. And one thing we've talked a lot throughout the season is it gets colder. Granted, I mean, what, I think it's supposed to be like 79 is the high on Friday. It feels like that may never come. As it gets colder, you're going to have to run the ball more. That's how teams succeed. Are you? That's got to be kind of exciting for a guy like you to go ahead and hear, knowing that that's going to lead to more touches. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited um, being able to run the ball. Um just show people, like, what I could do and show my skill set and really prove a lot of people wrong, honestly. I just really want to prove, like, I'm meant to be here and I'm this is what I want to do. Uh, is there anything you would say to those who maybe would doubt you about that? And obviously you let the game show. You let the game right. fill talk. Is there anything else you would say to them? Um, honestly, I would just say just watch. Just, just, just watch. keep – just keep – um, just keep watching, and everything's going to play out. Hey, actions speak larger than words. Oftentimes, let's have some fun. Let's talk about some some football in in general. Are there? You mentioned Deuce Vaughn, someone you model your game after earlier. Are there other players, other teams? Whether you know Friday, Saturday nights, Sundays, who are you supporting? Who are you tuned into week in week out? Um, surprisingly, um, I was surprised about Saturday with Colorado and Oregon. Um. I really wanted Colorado to really come out with the dub. Um, I I know it hurt them to lose Travis um, from the past the past Saturday, um, but I feel like they're gonna bounce back. Honestly, I just feel like it's gonna be a very good game. This is no disrespect to the Buffaloes at all. You mentioned <laughs> they they lost Travis Hunter. I uh, the spread was three touchdowns. I called four, and then obviously it was it was a five touchdown game. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing about the Buffaloes. I think people don't always understand. Like it's year one of a rebuild. Like they just hired new coach. The fact that they are where they are is absolutely um, phenomenal to watch. They got a big one against USC, and man, Caleb Williams is. Uh, oh, yeah. It should be a fun hey, one. You're seeing one, yeah. you're seeing a Dion Neon Dion coaching on one side. You got Caleb Williams. Maybe one. I shouldn't say maybe. He is the best player in college football right yeah. now. Absolutely great. Anyone on Sunday got a big NFL team you follow? Uh, I really can't say a big NFL team. Um, honestly, I just love football. Like I, I just want to really watch the game, study the game of football. No, that's that's the best answer. Obviously, very different shoes over here in the broadcaster side of things. <laughs> but but I'm the same way on Sunday night. Why not just enjoy football for the sport it is? Um, but it is absolutely um, a whole lot of fun. Since you don't have a team, this question becomes a little bit 
I think, more truthful coming from you uh, and your answer. What's your Super Bowl prediction? Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty tough, honestly. Um, I, I know it's 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 early. It's real tough. Exactly, it's really early. Um, hey, I'll say this: the Cowboys out. I'll, I'll say that I, with with um with them losing, Diggs. Yeah, I feel like the Cowboys are out of the prediction. Um, I really, I I really give it back to um probably I'll give it Bengals. I know they started slow. I know they're starting pretty slow, but I really, I really hope they actually come back to it. And I'm really not sure on the other side. I'm really not sure. The, the NFC is a mess, especially with Diggs going down. I'll say Cowboys were kind of my preseason prediction on who. I was. I, I'm not a Cowboys guy, but they're America's team. And they're going to shock the world. Yeah. One final question for you, real quick. I love this question. I ask everyone I interview this question. Let's say football's out of the picture. Uh, because it just it doesn't exist in this world. If you couldn't play football, what sport would you play right now? Baseball. Baseball? Without a question, baseball. Man, all these Glenn guys always go with baseball. I love it. Is there a specific position you want to play? Um, shortstop or left field? I, I could see you as a shortstop. I, I definitely could. Adam, thank you so much for sitting hey, down with us. Again, this is Deepwater, the coaches show for Glenn football before their Friday night contest at West Forsyth. And we talked to Adam. We've talked to Coach Stevenson. Tune in on Friday night. Again, they play at West Forsyth. Should be a great one. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you, Toledo Pizza, for hosting us. And have a great one.